Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is a Retro Wrestling Podcast Extra. I'm Intern Alex, no Patrick. This week we'll be back next week with a regular episode. But in this extra episode, we are going to revisit the World Championship win by Ron Simmons back in 1992 in WCW. And I do that because this country is obviously facing another moment in time following the death of George Floyd and the protests that have erupted around the country, another moment of self-reflection, ways that we can improve racial relations in this country and address things like police brutality, criminal justice reform, systematic racism, things that continue to plague this country, and the cycle seems to never end. It seems like we're always back here. We always circle back to the same exact spot wrestling struggles with race too it always has that's why the first world champion that is recognized by wwe happened in 1992 and not oh i don't know 1955 1975 1985 no it took 1992 and it took wcw which was being run by bill watts to make a recognized world champion, although Bearcat Wright and Bobo Brazil had both won world championships from the WWA, but that was not recognized by the NWA and was considered an outlaw wrestling company. No, it took until 1992 to get an African-American world champion, and we've still struggled with race in wrestling after that. Uh, Ron Simmons only had that one world title run, and it was only for a few months, and even then, even by the time WCW folded in 2001. They still had more African-American champions than the World Wrestling Federation. It's true because they had Booker T and they had Ron Simmons. So they had two, whereas the WWE had The Rock, one. That's a problem. When you consider how many other African-Americans had achieved championship status by 2001, it's pretty pretty crazy that wrestling is so far behind and still struggles with it to this day. Whether you're talking about a tag team called Crime Time or a group called the Nation of Domination that's supposed to be like the black militant version of the Black Panthers, whether it's Vince McMahon using the N-word, having John Cena doing white rapping that's pretty bad, I don't... Whatever kind of example you want to cite from, oh, I don't know, DX blaming the Hart Foundation for saying the N-word... Uh, to the nation of domination. There are many, many examples. And that's just from my recollection of pro wrestling. It goes back further than that. You can go to Roddy Piper wearing blackface against Bad News Brown. The mistreatment of African-American wrestlers even before that. How I mean, it's it just awful. It was bad enough being an African-American, but being an African-American wrestler sounded even worse. So... Despite all the wrongs that pro wrestling has done to African-Americans, I did want to highlight when they finally did something good, they made a world champion out of one in 1992. It probably should have been done in 1952, but whatever. WCW finally did it here in 1992, but they didn't even do it on television. No, it was a house show in Baltimore. So even though we can give them a check mark for doing the right thing and uh, giving the title to an African-American, a well-deserving African-American champion and Ron Simmons. He had a lot of babyface fire, was getting over with the crowd. The crowd at this Baltimore show, and you'll hear it later, very much into Ron Simmons. But 
Let's also go back to the timing in which all this happened. This is August of 1992. This is coming off the heels of the L.A. riots from the Rodney King tape and the trial that acquitted the officers and the L.A. riots happened just earlier that year in the spring. So this is the summertime of that. You also have Bill Watts coming into power in WCW who had said some awful things, awful things in 1991 that would eventually get him fired when Mark Madden faxed Hank Aaron, who was part of Turner's organization at the time, faxed him those comments where basically Bill Watts agreed that restaurant owners or business owners should be able to discriminate. He said those comments in 1991. I don't know if maybe someone had told him that, hey, these comments are making their way around here. Maybe you should do something to prove that you're not a racist. And he was known for pushing guys like Junkyard Dog and Ron Simmons. So I don't know if it was one or the other or both or what caused Bill Watts to make this move. But it was a very popular decision that night in Baltimore. And Ron Simmons had a decent, although short, title run that I think was pretty successful. And he beat a guy in Vader who was pretty much unbeatable. A guy that was just devastating opponents one by one. And we can talk about the man Ron Simmons for a moment. Ron Simmons finished ninth in Heisman voting from Florida State, had a stellar football career. This is when WCW was getting a lot of talent that used to be football players. Vader, also former football player. Most of Jim Ross's roster, it seemed like, were football players. Jim Ross knew all their backgrounds, Jim Ross being a huge college football fan, and seemed like everybody was a former college standout. He really embraced pro wrestling in 87. He formed a tag team with Butch Reed called Doom where they started under masks and they were heels. They're actually technically the first WCW tag team champions because the NWA would turn into WCW and after the branding they had the belt. So they feuded with the Rock and Roll Express and the Four Horsemen and had some good matches, although Simmons way ahead of Butch Reed in the ring who was... Butch Reed at this point was kind of slowing down. Another Here's another African-American wrestler that was probably not given his just due when he was actually in his prime. So Vader had beaten Sting for the WCW world title, and Sting was spun off into a program with Jake the Snake Roberts. And that night in Baltimore, Sting was scheduled to go up against Vader for the world title. Unfortunately, Jake the Snake kayfabe injured Sting, And so then Bill Watts decided to have a raffle on who would win the opportunity to face Vader, who would get to face Vader that night. Ron Simmons won the raffle and would go on to face Vader and ultimately beat him for the world title that night in August of 1992, August 2nd of 1992. And like I said, this was a house show. It wasn't even... On television, they later showed it on main event on TBS. So even even when they did something good for an African-American wrestler, they made a deserving one their world champion. They did it for a house show. Although they did it in Baltimore, which has historically seen its own fair share of these racial problems. I mean, they're everywhere in the United States, no matter what state or even in Puerto Rico, everywhere faces these these issues. But in Baltimore, I mean, this is the place where The Wire takes place, if you've ever seen The Wire. So this is a place that has its own history of these inequalities and a large African-American population. So they did it in Baltimore, which was a good idea. But then 
They didn't put it on TV. They didn't put it on pay-per-view. They didn't draw money with it. So as good as it is that they made the change and Ron Simmons would then go on to headline pay-per-views, why not promote him? Why were they so scared to promote him as this pay-per-view draw, this main event, this heavyweight fight between two guys? I don't know. So this is going to be a little unusual format for Retro Wrestling Podcast. I'm going to recap the match, then I'm going to air the match in its entirety because... Again, for some reason, this match in its entirety is not featured on the WWE Network, as far as I can tell. It's on YouTube, and I'll include a link to it on our Twitter page at Retro W Podcast, and you can watch the video there. It only has like 23,000 views, so I don't think a lot of people have seen the full match, but you're going to hear it at the end of this after I run down the match, and you're also going to hear... Some excerpts from the interview JBL did with uh, Legends with JBL with Ron Simmons, where Ron Simmons talks about this world title run and how much it means to him and how he didn't realize the importance of it. And so that is that is what we're going to do this week. I can't find the rest of the results from that card in Baltimore from August 2nd because I went on cage match and they don't have it listed. I looked through, I mean, they have the event from Baltimore on this date, but they don't have this match as part of it. So I don't know the rest of the card. I, and so I don't want to get that wrong, but this is obviously going to be the main event of whatever card they had that night. Ron Simmons versus big van Vader. Simmons fires up on Vader with big rights and beats van Vader into the corner and down to the mat. The crowd gets super into this because Vader is not used to getting pummeled. Clothesline takes Vader off his feet. He hits a belly-to-back suplex to Vader, hits a leaping shoulder block to make Vader roll out of the ring to regroup with his manager, Harley Race. Vader regroups, comes back in, but gets sidewalk slammed by Simmons, a very uh, loose uh, sidewalk slam as Vader, a massive man. So, But he did, he did do it. Three-point stance from Simmons, but he runs into a big boot from Vader. This causes Simmons to regroup on the outside. Ron comes back into the ring to get some big forearm shots from Vader in the corner. A big stinger splash from Vader and a huge clothesline takes Simmons down. Vader hits a standing splash and Simmons kicks out at one to get the crowd even more fired up. Let's go Ron chance. Even Jim Ross comments about how much the crowd is into it. Vader chokeslams Simmons. Vader climbs to the second rope on the turnbuckle, splashes Simmons for a two count with a huge kick out and a huge reaction from the crowd. Vader clotheslines him back down. Vader tries a suplex, but Simmons snaps suplexes him instead. Simmons then backslides Vader, and Vader kicks out at two and a half as Nick Patrick was slow on the count, in my opinion. Vader tries a power bomb, I guess a Vader bomb, but Simmons escapes, and Vader runs into a power slam for the one, the two, and the three, and the place goes nuts as Simmons wins the belt and makes history as the first African-American world champion recognized by pretty much everybody now. Um, if you don't include uh, the two guys from WWA, Coco Brazil and Bearcat, he becomes the first ever recognized African-American world champion in 1992, August of 1992. The other faces come out to celebrate with Simmons. And it's just a massive, massive celebration and reaction from the crowd. So as much as our country is hurting right now and trying to once again find a way forward and find more equality and justice for all. I hate to use that phrase because of the the album 
by I think it was Metallica, right? Justice for All. As we try to move forward and we try to give more power to the powerless to make the balance of power in this country equal, make police brutality and criminal justice reform actual realities, I wanted to highlight a moment that, at least for that moment, and that moment only, the world of pro wrestling did something right by the African-American community and made one of their own a world champion. And it's a sad thing that I can probably count on both hands since then, the number of African-American world champions in the WWE and WCW combined. Now, I mean, I'm sure Impact has had a few as well, but I'm not counting Impact, sorry. So, we still have a long way to go. Uh, I'm not going to try to comment on the struggle of African-Americans in this country because I'm not an African-American other than I know that it, it goes on. It's gonna. It's been happening before I was born, and it goes on to this day, and it needs to change. And hopefully, it will. And it's really all I can all I can say about it. So I'm gonna end this uh, retro wrestling podcast extra, and I hope that you've enjoyed and will enjoy this uh, this one moment, this Ron Simmons title win, and then his comments afterwards about it. But that'll do it for this week. I'm Intern Alex. Thank you for listening. There it is. The 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 for the championship. I feel no man. And I feel no pain. Obviously, Harley Race was very upset. Vader had his game plan and his strategy prepared to wrestle Snake. But thanks to Jake the Snake Roberts, that match became an impossibility. But the fans here in Baltimore indeed did pay to see a world title match. And that's exactly what they're going to get here. Referee Nick Patrick calls for the belt. And we are ready to go. The World's Heavyweight Championship is on the line here. Big Van Vader, 448. The former All-American offensive lineman against the former All-American defensive lineman, Colorado versus Florida State. And they're ready to get it on now. Colonel Botaya and Vader, who is so massive and so strong. This is the opportunity that Ron Simmons has longed for. Test of strength. In the center of the ring, and Vader got the right hand in. What a shocking turn of events we have witnessed here as Ron Simmons fires up with those right hands. The big Van Vader manhandles the challenger into the corner. Vader with those heavy hands. Those right hands find their mark, but Simmons blocks it. Simmons cuts back to the right hands of his own. Simmons hammers Big Ben Bender into the corner. He's got it down. He's got it down on his, on his back side. Then Ron Simmons opening up with the power. Simmons taking it right to Big Ben Bender with all he's got here in the early going. Simmons on the other side. And down going the world's heavyweight champion. 
to challenge the awesome WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And Vader now had time to regroup somewhat. Back in, headbutt. Irish whip, far side. Vader missed the clothesline. And oh, Simmons got him out. Sidewalk slam. Simmons going for the cover. Hopes to land. Oh, the Vader. Did he get it? Did he get it now? He got two and a half. Vader got the shot out. I thought we had a new champion. Three points down. And Simmons wraps him. But Vader caught. Simmons coming in with a big foot right to the face. And now the advantage goes back to the world's champion. And Vader at six feet six, 448. Kicking Simmons outside. Vader says he fears no man. He feels no pain. He was ready to take on any of the eight. Grace was very adamant about this entire situation. Vader forcing Ron Simmons back into the corner. Clubbing forearms right to the chest of the former Florida State Football All-American. Body shots by Vader. Going to the head now. Vader hammering away at the challenger in this world's heavyweight championship matchup. And Vader, relentless, staying very close, in tight, with Simmons with those right hands. Get to the midsection, I don't think Vader even felt that one. Irish whip, far side, Vader, oh, he him in the corner. Simmons now in deep trouble here, goes whole side, almost took him out of his boots. And the world's heavyweight champion in control here. Would be all. And Simmons able to kick it out. Simmons showed great power and determination as he kicked out. Simmons using the ropes to pull himself back up. Vader with another right hand. So massive and so powerful. Capacity crowd here in Baltimore, Maryland. Really getting into this one. There's a suplex by Vader. A perfectly executed vertical suplex. Big Van Vader now in the driver's seat. World's heavyweight champion. Coming with nothing but raw power. And you heard him say there, it's over. Tremendous velocity. How much more can the challenger take here? This will maybe just a matter of time. Later, climbing the ladder now to the second rope. A 448 pound world heavyweight champion up on the second rope. Goes to the back, and he got all of it. This will be it. He's got the leg hook. Huh? I see the kick out.
Simmons fighting with all he's got. But Vader is just so massive. Oh, he caught him the close line. Ron Simmons has talked about this opportunity for a long time. The man, what a talent. He had no time to prepare for Vader. But in the same instance, Vader had no time to prepare for him. Vader with a big arm and a front face lock. Trying to suplex Simmons, but he blocked it. Simmons trying to keep a wide base. And Simmons suplexes Vader. What a terror move. What a terror move. Ron Simmons with great power. Vader back up very quickly. Oh, another high impact move. Knocks the challenger down to his knees. Short close line. Simmons hooks the legs. He's got great power. He's underneath one. He got two and a half. A half away from the new heavyweight champion. Simmons has great power that time. Hooking both Vader's arms in a near fall situation. Vader the right hand right to the face. Another left this time. Again catching Simmons in the face. Vader measures it. Oh, what, a, what impact from that three-like four. And the right hand's right to the head. Vader sends him in the Irish whip. Oh, nobody there. Simmons moves. He's got his cradle. But Vader too strong. He powered out. Simmons goes to the ropes. They get some leverage.
The biggest date uh, of your sports entertainment right. career, uh, August 2nd, right. 1992, right. Uh, Baltimore, Vader, you become the first black heavyweight right. champion. When I got asked to do your Hall of Fame induction speech, yeah, I was, job, man. I was you know, I watch it now. incredibly honored and I was very excited. And then I started getting really nervous because I realized who I was inducting. This wasn't just my best friend. This was the first black heavyweight champion. To break a barrier, like a color barrier, you have to not just be good enough, you have to be better what's on the other side. You know, Jackie Robinson was chosen. Yeah. Because he was that good. Yeah, that's right. You know, they didn't choose Josh Gibson or, or Satchel Paige. Uh, Charlie Schiffer uh, you know, broke the, the barrier, and we have Tiger Woods. Uh, Jackie Robinson broke the barrier, and we have Barry Bonds. We have Hank Aaron. Right. After you came The Rock, Mark Henry, right. Booker T. I started realizing how important it was, and I became nervous. Did you realize at the time how important that day was? I had no idea the effect, you know, that at that time that it was going to have. Now, you got to understand this, okay? Uh, th th you know, uh, everyone, you know, I'm asked about it all the time, and, and I welcome it. You understand me? I welcome it because it's a day I relish, you know, until I die, man. You know, but I'm asked all the time, Ron, uh, how did that go? And, and when I tell people, you know, this is for real. I had no idea this was going to happen like this. This was going to go down right, like that that night. You understand? I walked into the building, okay, unaware. Right. Oh, hey, that this is that that, I, and then all I'm of a sudden, about to change. Absolutely, in front of you. That's right. I had no idea. Understand me that this was going to be a history-making night. Okay, not only for myself, but for this industry. You know. Did okay? you get feedback from the old guys like Ernie Ladd and guys like uh, like all hey, of them. like hey, you know, to him you'd be a kid. Yeah. You know, hey right. kid, you did you did a great all job. All of them, man. You know, they all reached out uh, to you. All of them, and you know, more than anything, though. Here's the deal that uh, they, as time, you know, as it went on, they were more proud of that, how you carry yourself with it. You know, and, and, right. as, and as it settled Same in on Jackie me. Robinson. Right. He carried himself yeah. remarkably You know, well. how you carry yourself with it. Now, That's right. And, you know, after it settled in with me, okay, a couple of months or so, now I'm like, oh, my God, man, this is, this is not just a big deal for me. Okay, this is a huge deal right now for a lot of people, not just African-Americans, man, for underprivileged kids of any color. You understand? For everybody. Yeah, that's right. You know that, hey, here's something that you can take and run with. All right. And I knew then that it was going to be important. So not only for me to carry myself, you know, I mean, in the ring, but it was going to be more importantly out of the ring. Right. You know, and I took a lot of pride in that. You know? Nowadays, when you see people talk about race uh, or stereotypes, does it upset you that the race card is still played, or you think it's appropriate? Because at times it looks yeah. like the race card is played in a self-serving way. At, you know, at it's, times it's one of the things now that it gets under my skin more than anything. Okay, and it's so disturbing to me because you, of course, you've got racial unrest, man, that's been in this country, and it is going to continue to be in this country. Sure. And that's unfortunate, okay? Right. But it's going to be here, man. 
And we no. can't, you know, you can't change everybody like that overnight, okay? I get furious, man, and it infuriates me when I see young kids that doesn't know any background of what the ancestry of what the forefathers and mothers did to want to earn the rights, you know, and the privileges that not only whites have, but any colors has in this world and don't know the background of it. They just jump on this bandwagon, not with someone else saying, oh, I'm suppressed, I'm put down, you know, the white man won't let me do this, I'm held down. Well, no, <laughs> guess what the opportunity in this country is? If you're willing to get off your ass and help yourself first, okay, do something about what the situation that you're in and change your own world, that opportunity is presented to you, okay? I get so tired of them going back to the same old thing. And even when I'm giving speeches and talking to kids, man, I can ask a kid, who is Martin Luther King? You know, some of them can't even answer me. Right. Some yeah. of them don't even know who Harriet Tubman is. You know, listen, if you want to make something happen, you have the opportunity, if you are of a sound body and mind, if you want to get something out of life, you have to get off your ass and make it happen. It's right. not just going to be given to you. Right. You know, and it's not fair for anyone you to walk up to someone and say, I deserve this just because I'm black. And, and it almost in a way, and I don't want to overstate it or put words in your mouth, almost cheapens what you did. It, 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 and not only that, though, it, 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 for me, it cheapens what the guys that come what before Ernie me. Did. Yes. What Junkyard you know, Dog did. You know, for what did. everyone has done. That's right. You, you understand me? You know, yeah. it, 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 take, it sets it back. Uh, it's been years since either one of us have been in a locker room. But th that locker room, the last one we were in WWE, that is the most least. They don't care about race. They don't care about sexual orientation. They don't care about nothing. Uh, all they care about is can you go out there and do you it, leave them on your feet? That's all it should be. And that's, you know, that, I mean, don't you feel the same that, way? That, that's all it should be. That's all is. That's all has ever been with me that I know of. Because see, I've everything. Here's, here's how this works with me. Okay, and I'm only and I'm speaking from me. Okay, I can't speak for no one else, man. I can get up and look myself in the mirror every single morning, knowing that everything Ron Simmons has ever gotten, I worked for it. Ron taught me so we're, we're much. We're close to the same age. But Ron taught me so much. Yeah. It's, I mean, to this day, I still call Ron and like, man, 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 and he'll say, you know, man, come on. I call Ron. What you need to do. I call Ron right now for every decision in my life, yeah. wrestling or personal. I'll call Ron and go, Pops, what should I do? What do you think? And you get that deep where well, you know. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. And after about five minutes of Ron with that deep voice, yeah. you go, I know, okay, what I, 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 I know what I need to do. So, I'm going to yeah. give you my one Ron moment that I, that I hold most dear to me. We're in Baltimore, Maryland, okay? And you know how when you do the, you go to the ring and we go to commercial break and there's that awkward two minutes where you're standing there and you're like, and Ron cut a promo, then all of a sudden, camera, we're back in five, you go, nation, you know, you're bad, 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 right? Yeah. So we walk out and go into commercial break. So the whole time I'm doing this, Ron's going, what you doing? I was like, hold on. And I'm looking. Looking around, he goes, what you doing? Before we come back, I go, Ron, Ron. He goes, what? I go, right there. And I point to a chair. He goes, what? I was like, that's where I was sitting when you became world champ. He got him in the power slam! He got him in the power slam! He got, he got it! Simmons got it! Simmons has won the match! Simmons is a champion! Simmons has won the world title! And Ron looked at me and goes, 
don't you do that to me. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, right there is where I was sitting. Five years earlier when you became world champ, I was sitting right there. That's crazy. And now, five years later, I'm standing in the, in the ring, ring working with in the next, in that same building, standing next to him. It's funny that you mentioned, um, you said Baltimore, right? Yep, Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore is the same building that I came in with Ron, and you remember Mr. Lindy? Mm-hmm. The old black man that yep. used to wrestle with Bobo Brazil and all of those, and Freddie Blassie. And he used to always come and sit in the back and shake all the boys' hands when they walked by. And Ron, I didn't know who he was. And Ron said, you know who that is? And I was like, no. He says, Mr. Lindy, go over there and talk to him. And I walked over and I was introduced myself and he introduced himself and I shook his hand. And he was like, sit down. And I sat down next to him And he started telling me about how black wrestlers used to get treated. And he appreciated that I respected him enough to come over and talk to him and shake his hand. And Ron knew that too. Ron knew that. Ron, Ron was knew that. He was teaching you a lesson. Dude just keeps on teaching, man. He's, he's, he'll forever teach. We all try to live and leave a legacy of something that we're most proud about. And for me, I can tell you without question, it is becoming the first black world heavyweight champion. To have watched guys like Booker T, like Mark Henry, come after me and say to me, thank you, Ron. That's to me, it's what makes these 27 years and this ring worthwhile.